Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back to a well-placed cuss. We got episode 25 coming at you. I got uh, myself and Mr. Zach Zary in the studio. Zach, how has been the how has the week been treating you? Uh, it's been treating me pretty nice, actually. Um, weird weather in Saskatchewan. Um, yesterday mm-hmm. was super, super sunny, and then was raining at the same time. Today we had a a, a nice pour in the morning when yeah. I was working out at seven a.m. It was just pouring on me. I'd like to get some more rain. I mean, it rained. Yeah. It rained like really hard for like five minutes but i'd like to get some more well now it's all sunny again oh i know so it's been weird weather but it's been nice yep coached some football yesterday and then went home and uh watched some cfl football opening opening night opening night opening weekend baby yeah we got the riders playing tomorrow uh who's playing tonight winnipeg and our boy jalen acklin in ottawa red blacks so i'm i'm committing to doing the cfl fantasy this year even though it needs to improve holy fuck is it bad no it's (laughs) terrible no it's terrible i i always do it i do it every single year and it's so bad it's terrible i know but i i got our boy jalen acklin on there uh actually let me let, let me pull up who i have i have zach caleros as my as i my Bo levi and he ended up getting hurt oh <laughs> yeah that was unfortunate thank god i didn't start my boy will stand back either yeah oh that's true yeah but uh, speaking of will stand back oh that's unfortunate yeah that, that was uh pretty unfortunate but we, we but me and you both did a, a CFL article on yes. our website. Yes, we did. And uh, Zach, who did you have for MOP again? William Stackback, <laughs> and he went down with a gruesome. That was that was hard to look at. I, I thought it was knee. I think everybody kind of thought it was knee, but it, like like me and my dad were watching, and he's like, "That that's his knee." I'm like, "But he's holding his ankle." And Kahari Jones after the game was saying it was his ankle. They don't know if it's broken. Um. But he said it was like pretty, pretty swollen up and Jeez, looked pretty man. bad. And like on the replay, it looked. Like oh, that was awful! It did not look good at all. No. But like that game, you know, was, was unbelievable for it was, like oh, uh, it was a great game. Like just a great football game had a little bit of everything: defensive plays, offensive plays, special teams plays. There was like three hurdles during the game. Um, you know, came down to a game-winning field goal, and then like thirty-second drive, Montreal was actually driving. Yep. Yeah, Vernon Adams had a he had a solid game. Uh, I think he threw two picks, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But he actually like he looked pretty pretty decent. I yeah. mean, like he made two mistakes, and unfortunately, like it's going to show up like that. But you know, he he didn't look too bad. No, he didn't. Um, but Levi know. ended up getting hurt for Calgary, but. It, everyone gets hurt in the CFL opening week. Everyone. Apparently. Okay, Max, you got your roster. Okay, yeah. So I got I got I got Zach Caleros. Yeah. I got Brady Oliveira, Jalen Acklin, Kenny Lawler, Darrell Walker, and then the Re- the Red Blacks defense. So you don't have another running back. I don't. No. No. See, that's what I hate. You like that's, got, my, that's uh, my strat with uh, with all this. I was thinking about about picking 
Hickson on the on the riders because he's only twenty five hundred. Yeah, I was gonna do that too. But I just I I don't See, know. I just end up playing all riders. So you got Bo Levi, <laughs> James Wilder Jr. My my nice. guy. Love watching him play. Jamal Morrow, Samuel Emilius, uh, first round pick by the riders. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he's playing tomorrow, so I'm gonna have to change that. Who? Why isn't he playing? Oh, he's just not like starting he, yet. He, no, I don't think he's playing in oh, general. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a stacked receiving core, but he showed up. He showed out in a training camp, so that's a bit surprising. Um, yeah, so I'm going to put up Jacob Prawl. I know he's starting tomorrow. He is? Yeah. He is? Why? Yeah. Why is Jacob Prawl starting? I don't know. I looked at the starting roster, and there's some questionable decisions. Damon Webb wasn't starting. Who was Okay, actually, I I'm just gonna take a look at their secondary tomorrow, or just take a look at their roster tomorrow. Yeah, but that's I, insane that Damon Webb isn't starting. Yeah, no, there was some we there was some wacky decisions, some wacky. Albert Awachi wasn't starting. That's ins no. Yeah. What? I know. Albert's such a good guy though. Um. Yeah, but I have Jacob Prawl, Keen Schaefer Baker, Duke. Everybody knows me. I love me some Duke and the yeah. Riders defense. Man, I could go on a Max. I was taught we were talking how I can go on like eight different rants this episode, but yeah. oh my god, I I can go on a rant about CFL fantasy. It is so bad. No, it's terrible. They tried to change it so like you add and drop players, but you you add and drop like every single week last year. They just no, I know named it differently this year. I mean, you can make a league, but everybody can pick the same players in a league. Like it's just no, there's no. like in the CFL fantasy, it's like there's not. How many teams, like, the NFL has 30 teams, right? Yep. CFL only has nine. Mm-hmm. Going to be 10, 10 in the future. So there's only nine quarterbacks. So you can only you can really only play, like, a eight-person league in the CFL. But even that would be better than, what like, the garbage they have. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's horrible. But every I, year I play it. Me too. Well, because... I respect that they're trying to do it differently yeah. because, at, like, at the very least, it's unique, right? Like, at the very least, I it's... I guess so, but it's not good. No, it's not. It's, no, it's... No. It's really... It's really bad. Like, just to put it mildly, it's terrible. Yeah. I'd rather just have, like, six-person league and just play with your friends. You and me would tear that shit up, though. I, yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, the CFL is just weird, though. It like, is. you get star players. I wrote in my article, you get star players that happen overnight and just random guys that yep. pop up. And, and and but guys who also, like, pop down. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it's really weird like that. Yep. And you never know what's going to happen in the CFL. Nope. But back, like, back to that article, we did our award predictions for award winners, predictions for standings, predictions for the Great Cup. Yep. Um or power rankings for week one. I really like what 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 you did though, Zach, because we did we kind of did we we did a lot of similar formats, mm-hmm. but we did some uh, we 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 did do some some stuff differently, and uh, you had uh, the defense player of the year uh, MVP or MOP, Canadian of the year and uh, X Factor for every team, right? No, off uh, MVP or. MOP, offense, defense, X Factor. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I really like that. I didn't do that, but I think the X Factor is really interesting. And I, I agreed with like every single one of your X Factor because I was like, yeah, like that guy can not make or break the team, but he can, he can, he can, 
you know, if someone goes down, they rely on him heavily. You never know. Yeah, but that that's the CFL, and I think it's it so good. I mean, the game yesterday was an amazing representation of Canadian football. I mean, Calgary, there there wasn't a, like, I think they, the announced attendance was 21,000. In, in Calgary? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's a, like, Calgary is usually pretty strong, and it was kind of disappointing for yeah. week one. To be fair, that they are playing the Alouettes, though. Yeah, and it's, but it's opening, like, it I, it, it, opening I night, know. I mean, it, I guess it's on a Thursday. Yeah, it's true. So, it's a weird date. Um, but, but, like, goddamn BC, though. I know the new owners in BC and Edmonton are doing a hell of a job promoting the game. They are, man. They, they are the new, new breed, and it's, it's welcomed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the BC guy, super cheap tickets for all families, and they're going to have upwards of 30, 30K I think so. in yeah, the building, which is, in BC, they were, like, lucky to crack, like, 15. Yeah, right. Like, lucky to crack 15. And now they have the whole lower bowl sold out. I was just going to say, they're, they're, they're opening the upper bowl for, like, the first time. First in, time ever, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe not first time ever, but a first time in a damn long time. Yeah. So, no, it's it's really good. Uh, just good for the game to grow, good for the league to grow. Yeah, I mean, hey, Toronto owner, Please. take notes. Okay, but to be fair, living in Toronto, if, if I lived in Toronto... Argos games would be like number three for me for what I want to go to. Blue Jays, Maple Leafs, no Raptors. Raptors, I'd be number four for me. I think honest. Raptors, Blue Jays, Argos, Maple Leafs. I mean, yeah, that's that's for you too. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like. I like watching hockey when I'm in person. Like, like we went to a, a Husky game. Yeah, and I had a really good time. And I even I went to a couple of playoff games that they had in Saskatchewan here at Merlis Belcher. And I had a great time going there. And like I, I had a, I went with my cousin to I think to to two of them and uh, great time. But I can just tell like, even baseball, I I can tell that that's a better sport to watch for me personally yeah. just because in hockey and also it's it, i don't exactly know when to cheer like obviously there's a goal and then but i literally just cheer when everyone else does <laughs> like i i remember um the game that you and me went to uh everyone like was like yeah and you were like let's go and i was like what 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 just happened he's like yeah it's a penalty in the box and i'm like why haven't they why haven't they called it yet well it's because the huskies still have the puck i'm like what the fuck is happening i don't understand this game yeah but uh i think if i think the more you go to it in yeah person, more you watch yeah more you watch the, the more you're understanding yeah but uh but back to Back to the CFL. I'm I'm just so excited the CFL's back. We got 20 weeks of this. Oh yeah. Um, you know the Riders are looking strong. That's always nice when your team is when you go into the season. Your team's looking strong. Mm-hmm. Like no one will be surprised if they win the Grey Cup. No no one would be surprised if they lose first round of the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I mean? and it's like like honestly in the CFL, it's like every team can beat every team this year. Exactly. Like looking at it, like. Edmonton yes. was at the bottom of both of our power rankings and yeah. the CFL's own power rankings, but like they have a ton of talent there, and then all of a sudden Nick Arbuckle like performs, and then all of a sudden they're winning the West. Like you never know. Yeah, it's like CFL's great in that. Yeah, that's why you, that that's why you got to watch every game and like wa- wa- watch players closely. Yeah, and uh, to celebrate the CFL weekend, you guys may have saw it on our Instagram story. 
got a pretty pretty special guest i mean pretty special he's like cfl royalty (laughs) he absolutely is um obviously we're talking about blue bombers legend cfl legend milt stiegel uh great guy uh super funny uh super charismatic a lot of energy it was only like 15 minutes because the times kind of got messed up but uh, it was a really solid fifteen minutes, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm 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 just saying he called he called me handsome. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm I'm gonna remember that till the day I die that Milt Stiegel called me good looking. Uh, that's fine though. I'm glad I told you to add that to the intro. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you did too, because I don't understand. I did okay when when you texted me that Zach texted me. He was like, make sure in your intro you say CFL's most handsome man, and I'm like Zach. I mean, I'm sure he's progressive, but like that seems a bit far. And uh, Zach's like, no, 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 no. He was like voted that, and I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, sure, because I, I I feel like he he he'd be the kind of guy to get a kick out of yeah, that. Yeah, melts melts the character. Um. And uh, oh yeah, it was it was it was great. And uh, honestly, like for for me personally, like and and goal for this podcast was a James Duffy interview, and we did that fucking months ago. And uh, Milt Stiegel was up there though, and he responded back to the DM, and he was efficient, and everything was so good. And I was just like, damn. We also made a bet with Milt, but oh you'll, yeah, you'll, we ha- did. you'll have to stay tuned to hear hear yeah. what we bet with them. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anything else to add to that interview, Zach? I mean, super nice guy. Even though we're Ryder fans, you know, we're supposed to hate the Blue Bombers. But <laughs> when I was younger, like, you can't help hate Milt Stiegel, I feel like. Like, yeah. he's smiling, he's char- charismatic, he's what he's what the CFL needs, and we talked a bit about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, characters like him. Characters but, like, J- like Jalen Ackland, too. Yeah, I mean, and what he continues to do, right? He's yeah. an an- analyst, um, he does a whole bunch of stuff. Um, well, yeah. just like his presence and his like his media persona, it, they're just so good for the game. Yeah, like I like half the reason I watch the halftime shows are like for Milt Stiegel. Yeah, Milt, on, Matt to God. Dunn again. Yeah, yeah, gain their perspective. Davis Sanchez, <sighs> get back to our DM, Davis, please. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna do something a little bit interesting, and uh, we're gonna give you guys the uh, interview up front with Milt Stiegel. Enjoy it. Enjoy Milt Stiegel. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another great interview with one of the best players ever in the CFL, current analyst and CFL's most handsome man, Milt Stiegel. <laughs> we are honored to have you on. How have you been? No, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for the great uh, intro. Uh, excited. You know, we got another season going on, and you know what? You're not too bad looking yourself. You're not in my in my class, but you're not too bad looking yourself. So <laughs> thank you, Milt. That's I appreciate that coming from you. Uh, so before we get too much into your playing days, I want to start out talking about your time as an analyst and your work then the work you're doing now. Uh, you've been with TSN for over 10 years. Uh, you've been a sports personality. Now you work with Derek Taylor. Um, did you know that this is the career path that you wanted to take when you were a player? It, did you find your passion for it uh, after you retired? You know what? It, it was in my last year that I had some uh, very uh, uh, seasoned individuals who are in the media business, one is retired now, Brian Williams, and they told me that, you know, if you want to pursue uh, a career on, you know, in, in TV, you know, in the CFL, you definitely have the tools to do it. So uh, they put me in touch with the correct individuals when I retired, and I got my shot on, on TSN, and here I am, as you mentioned, you know, over a decade later, almost 14 years later, and I'm still doing it. So it wasn't something I thought about until my, until my last year plan, but 
I mean, it, it's been a great opportunity. I always tell people I can truly say I've never worked a day in my life because I went from playing football to now, you know, uh, watching and discussing football. So it, it's been very fortunate I've been able to do this. For sure. I mean, it is a dream job, but it does take a lot of work. That's for sure. It takes a lot of work and it's not as easy as it looked, you know, just like myself, a lot of people thought that you just uh, show up and talk, you know, it takes a lot of research. It, it's all about timing. It's all about uh, being able to uh, adjust, you know, and, and people always ask, why do you have that piece in your where there's some times while we're talking, our producer is talking to us as we're talking, telling us we need to adjust. So we pronounce someone's name wrong, or, you know, you're running out of time. You got, you got 20 seconds instead of a minute left and you have to wrap things up. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, it took me about two years to totally get used to everything. And every time I go on there, I'm still nervous, but I think that's a good thing. But uh, it gives me a lot of opportunities to stay around the game without actually having to do the game. So uh, every day I go to work, I pinch myself saying, thank you that I get these opportunities to continue doing what I've been doing for almost 14 years. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think everybody kind of knows you for your career in the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Milt. But uh, before your time in the CFL, you played down south with your hometown, uh, the Bengals, and then also the Green Bay Packers. Do you have any favorite memories or stories uh, down south? Well, I, I, I think the, my, my, uh, my favorite memory was my first preseason game uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, before that point, uh, I, I was just a free agent. And this one, they had 12 rounds in the NFL, and I was, I was a free agent. So no one gave me an opportunity. No one knew my name. You know, yes, I was in my hometown plan, but people figured, well, you know, he'd just be there in training camp. But my opening uh, kickoff return in my first preseason game in the NFL, I returned it for a touchdown. So after doing that, I was able to uh, get some more opportunities and actually stay with the Bengals for three years. So that's definitely one of my favorite memories. I mean, my three years with the Bengals, uh, we didn't win many games. I think in three years, we won like 14, 15 games, maybe. So uh, it, it was one too many fond memories. Of course, playing the NFL, it's, it's an opportunity. Very few people get to do, but uh, you would like to win. But I think uh, that's one of my favorite memories when I returned that opening kickoff in my first preseason game for a touchdown. Uh, that's super special. That's a good one. So uh, I hate to do this, Mill, but we are Ryder fans here. And uh, the Blue Bombers, <laughs> the Blue Bombers have a, a, a storied rivalry with the with the Riders. You know, you kind of play right. during the prime of that rivalry. You got Labor Day games, Banjo Bowl games. Is there a, is there a game? Maybe not even one of those, but just a game against the Riders that you have like really solid in your memory that, or just a play or something like that, or memory against the Riders. Well, you know what? It it, it, it was something that happened off the field. Uh, I, what was it? It was a two thousand and one or two thousand and two. I can't remember one of those years where. Uh, after this point, after this incident, we no longer stayed in Regina for the Labor Day Classic. We actually stayed in Mujal. So it was like two, three o'clock in the morning. I think we're at the uh, hotel. I think it was a Regina Inn where we usually stay. And at two or three o'clock in the morning, a bunch of fans are running down the hallways, banging on our doors, waking us up. Uh, we couldn't get any sleep. So we're up and we get to the game and we're tired and we got blown out. We got mollywop, as I like to say. And from that point on, I never stayed in Regina again for the Labor Day Classic. We stayed in Moose Jaw. So it's just things like that. Of course, the games were nice, but I just remember being around the fans, interacting with the fans before and after the game. Of course, during the game, they would try to give us, you know, throw every other word in the book at us, try to distract us. But after the game, it was just so much love and respect. And that rivalry is 
uh, is all about that. You know, it's, of course, it's about what's going on on the field, but it's also about the fans interacting and having fun. And then the next week you go to the Banjo Bowl and it's the same thing in Winnipeg. So it's one of the things I miss about football. It's not an actual football game, but it was just everything that came with that Labor Day Classic and the next week that Banjo Bowl. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, no, that's absolutely wild. I mean, Ryder fans, Blue Bomber fans, I think the two best fans, no no matter how you view the rivalry, but the two best fans in the league. But uh, uh, me and Max also interviewed Rod Black uh, a month or two ago, and we loved having this conversation with him, and I, I want to get your opinion. I know I remember you, uh, you know, you were a big character, and I love, even though you were on the Blue Bombers, I loved watching you because – you had that great smile and you love to talk and I was just entertained by you as a little kid, but you know, me and Max also interviewed Jalen Acklin I, and I kind of see mm. some similarities and you know, he's, a, he's a talker. He's a great character, a good football player. And I, I was just wondering how, how do we see like improvement in fan engagement and me and Max's age in the CFL? Like I thought it was like guys like Jalen Acklin characters like yourself getting mic'd up, creating YouTube videos or, like expressing their character, but I, was, I I wanted to hear your opinion on the topic. Yeah, and and you mentioned some of those ways. You know, we, we, our, our, the, what what the CFL is lacking now is uh, individuals like you two guys, your age. You know, it, it's good we have you guys, but we need millions of more because we need you guys for one day when you have kids to be able to say, okay, my kids are attracted to this. So that's what it's all about. Social media is a great platform because. That's where everyone, you know, spends a, a good amount of their time. So we have to get those individuals. You have guys like Ackham. You have a guy like Lucky Whitehead out with the BC Lions. I'm sure a lot of individuals your age and even younger are attracted to the game because of him. It's not always what's happening on the field. It's a lot of times what's happening off the field. How do these guys engage with the fans, especially the younger fans off the field? Are they doing things in communities? Are they going into schools? Are they going to the places where these individuals are? Because that's what you have to do. You have to meet them where they are. You just can't expect them to come where you are, to come to your games. You have to go to them and say, okay, I'm where you are. Now come see what I do for a living. So uh, it, it's going to be a tall task. It's not going to be easy, not just in the CFL, but through, just throughout uh, every uh, professional league uh, across uh, the world. You, you look at NFL, you look at NBA, you know, they're making sure their players are going out and do this. So we have to make sure that these CFL players be engaging as possible, be entertaining as possible, not only on the field, but even sometimes more importantly, off the field. Yeah, for sure. 100%. It's all, it's all about fan, fan engagement, in my, in my opinion, because that, 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 that's why I became attracted to the CFL. And, you know, like do, doing this podcast, we, we've gotten a lot of CFL guys. I think it's just a, a bigger, like more, more of a community. People reach out and help the little guys more. And I think that needs to be more incorporated. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I just remember playing, and after every practice, we we we've had we have a decent amount of fans, you know, after our practice, and we would engage with them and be little kids there and and older individuals and everything in between. And and we have to get we have to get back to that where we can actually feel and and, and touch and and be around each other because that's how you get to interact. That's how people get to know you and say, I want to connect with that person. An eight or nine year old kid comes around and say, I want to be like. Jalen Acklin or a lucky whitehead. I want to go to their games. I want to get their Jersey. I want to do what they're doing. And that's when you start attracting the fans. I'm sure that's what happened to you guys at some point. And that's how you got involved with the CFL. So we got to get back to doing that. Uh, we got to get going fast because uh, we can't continue 
uh, relying on the, the fan base we have right now. We have to make sure we have some younger uh, fans and, and it starts not yesterday, not today. It starts right now. We have to get going on it. Absolutely. Very, very well set up. Totally mm -hmm. agree. Um, so you had some great moments in your career, like breaking the all-time passing record, breaking the all-time TDs record. I mean, getting a street named after you in Winnipeg. I'm sure it's hard to ju just pick a few, but I was wondering if there was any memories that you would like look back on maybe when, when you're a bit older, show your kids, show your grandkids that really stood out to you during your time. You know what? It, it, it's the last second catch in Edmonton in 2006. Mm -hmm. uh, the hundred yard touchdown with, with four seconds left on the clock. Uh, you know, one day I may start losing my uh, memory. I may, you know, get a little C now, whatever it may be, but I, I'll, I'll never forget that play. It, it's just everything, the way that game uh, was unfolding. Uh, the fact that we had opportunity to win at the end and Kevin Glenn had the quarterback sneak and he just needed a yard and he, you know, he got a little bit more than he fumbled and they scored. So uh, they kick off to us. We get a penalty. We're on the 10 yard line and we have to go hundred yards to score a touchdown. So every way, everything that that game unfolded and the fact that I was able to catch that last second pass for a hundred yard touchdown, that's the most memorable play uh, in my career. And the one I'll remember, regardless what's going on in my life, I show my kids, uh, they don't, they don't think I played football very long. They were so young when I retired. I mean, there were three and my, my youngest son was just six months old. So they really don't realize how, how impactful I was in the CFL. So I show them that play and a couple other ones, but uh, that's my most memorable play uh, in my CFL career. Definitely. I mean, we still see it on sports center almost every week. So it's, it's definitely still there. Right. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Milt, before we let you go, I'd like to ask you, I, I played football my entire life, still playing football right now at the U of S here. But I was, I was wondering, football's taught me so much. I was wondering mm. what, what's the biggest life lesson football has given you? You know what? I think the biggest life lesson is you have to know how to work within a team. And secondly, how to overcome adversity. Uh, those two things are going to happen in, 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 in team sports, especially in football, regardless how good you are, how good your team is. Those things are going to happen. How do you work within the team? Because as an individual, you can be the best individual player in the world. But if your team doesn't come together on each and every play, you could run the best route. But if the offensive line is not blocking, if the quarterback doesn't have time to, uh, to drop back and throw it or he throws a bad pass, you're not going to be successful. So you learn to work within the team and you learn to be a star in your role because everyone's not going to be a star. Everyone can be a star in their role. So if your role is to run role is to run down special teams and make the tackle, if your role is to make sure uh, the opposing receiver gets open so you have to run somebody off, just be a star in your role. Another thing is adversity. You're going to face adversity. How do you handle that adversity? Yes, any woman or man or child or boy, whatever, they can show that keep their head up and and, and, and walk with their shoulders how when things are going well. How do you handle adversity when things aren't going well? Do you still have your head up and your shoulders high when you handle adversity? So those are the two things that I learned from, from playing football and playing team sports. 100%, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, definitely. We want to thank you so much, Mill. It was, it, it was an honor, one of the best CFL players to ever do it. Uh, it, uh, ho hopefully we can get you back on, but uh, thanks. So you you much. can get me back on, but I, I have one thing that I need to uh, input a uh, little bet here. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I can say this cause I'm not on TSN. We need to make a bet for the, for, for the, for the uh, Labor Day classic, not the banjo bowl. If the bombers win, yep. if the bombers win, 
I'll, I'll come back on there. But when I come back on there, I need to see a blue bomber jersey in the background. All right? Okay. <laughs> you know what? If, I'll bet that. But if the Riders win, I want to see you in another Riders jersey. When, yeah, no, look, that, that, was, that was the bet right there. That's it right there. That's <laughs> awesome. it right there. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 that'll be the bet right there. I have no problem with that. There it is. <laughs> Perfect, Mel. Thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck. All right, thank you guys. Take care. All right, thank you for the support in the CFL. Take care. Of course. See you. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Milt Stiegel. I mean, great guy, great interview. 15 minutes, compact, learned a lot from him. Yep. I mean, he gave great answers and he was super concise. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like this, this man was built for the screen. Yeah, no, like <laughs> you it, could tell he's been on TV a couple of times. Absolutely. Um, but moving on from that great interview, uh, we have the NBA and NHL playoffs to discuss. Zach, uh, game, th- uh, no game, game three for the Warriors and Celtics wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't last night, was it? No, I think it was two nights two ago. Two nights ago, okay, yeah. Um, no, oh, yeah, two nights ago. Yeah, yeah okay, two nights I'm ago. blanking here. Um, the Warriors uh, fall down. Uh, Celtics take a 2-1 lead. Yeah. Did you watch that game? Because I know I didn't because it was boring as hell. Um, I was actually working at SMF doing some scorekeeping. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just getting notifications on my phone that the uh, Celtics were blowing them out i'm not sure how the game went or anything but this is really bad for the warriors because if uh celtics take a 3-1 lead here i'm might be a good game yeah i don't know i don't i don't know um i don't yeah i just i mean we said it the warriors or the celtics may be the warriors kryptonite they would they could like the balance and depth that they have they definitely could i mean it's like we're not saying they am i mentioned it last Last uh, episode with the NHL, some teams match up better. I mean, like if yeah. you, I, that's why I said Celtics are gonna win this this series on our Instagram poll was. I just you know just matching up. I think the Celtics match up better than Draymond. I, I did. I mm-hmm. I found it interesting. I saw Draymond fouled out, and, uh, and then Clay was like, he was super pissed. Steve Kerr was super pissed about the Boston crowd. Draymond's a joke. I mean, <laughs> like, no, nah, I like, I actually don't have respect for Draymond. I used to, and the more, the older he gets, and the more shit that gets talked to him, all he can clap back with is, "You don't have rings. You don't have rings. You don't have rings." You know what's disappointing? What is that? Whenever I watch Draymond Green play basketball, I'm like, "Fuck!" I actually play exactly like Draymond. You Green. do. You actually <laughs> do. But the difference is, like, you don't put Jason Tatum in a chokehold on the free at the free throw line, like. Did, did did you see that? Um, I I wa- yeah I actually saw the clip yeah. Like I I'm I'm sorry. Like CJ is just like CJ just gave his two cents on a topic and he was just like he's like yeah you know I I forget exactly what he said. It wasn't mean or anything. He was just like yeah whatever. And Draymond's like Draymond's like yeah keep keep, keep telling your zero rings that or some shit. Well, CJ McCollum's on the Pelicans. Draymond, I mean like like why is he even like. Why is he worth your time? Like you're yeah. in the you're in the finals. Like yeah. focus on that. And he's promoting his podcast. No, and I was he, like Draymond, you got more important things to like, focus I'm, on here, buddy. I'm sorry, he's so mentally weak, and it's like it's like it's like KD and it's like Kyrie. The more they like what like throughout their entire career, they have constantly tried to tell people how much they don't care about the shit that they talk. <laughs> Holy shit! Did yeah. we go another episode with? Table. Another table flipping. Table Jesus is Christ. not steady at the moment, uh, but we're going to get some legs for it. It's fine. 
Uh, but like the more that they try to tell people like, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you think of me. It's like, it's just like Kyrie flipping off the Boston fans, right? In the middle of the game, like twice, I think. And it's just like, you can say you're over it all you want, but if that, if that's really getting under your skin, the fact that they're chanting Kyrie or whatever, it's like, I'm, I'm, you're, you're mentally weak in my opinion. And like, I'll say LeBron struggled with that. I think throughout early in his career. And I think it's a thing that players have to get over. But Draymond's just a joke, man. You know what I found funny, though? Like, and, and I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say this because I dislike Clay Thompson. Like, I would say he's a fan. He hasn't really looked the same recently. But um, he was like, uh, real classy Boston or whatever, responding to the, the chants or whatever. And then I was like, that's just kind of Boston or Philadelphia. You kind of have to know. But that's sports fans, dude. I like, know. Oh my God. I know. And he's Grow like, a pair. And then he's, he's like, he's like, there's children in the, the crowd. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm dude, sorry. they're probably chanting Pokemon <laughs> too. Like, but um, I don't know if, I mean, like most of our listeners would probably have seen the, the clip of LeBron, like somebody yelling at LeBron during the finals. LeBron, how does it feel to be a... I don't know. I, I forget what, what's being said, but it's in the oh, finals okay. against the Warriors versus the, the Cavs. Yeah. And he basically was like, fuck you, LeBron. I don't know. Some, I think it was a lady or whatever. Maybe it was the clip you're talking about. Was it on the court or off the court? When he was walking off. Yeah, I think it was, hey, LeBron, how does it feel to be a... I'm not going to say it. P-word, oh. oh. ass bitch. Okay, and, yeah. then, um, and then watch your mouth, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, your yeah, mouth, yeah, woman. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the clip. That's the clip. Yeah. And uh, somebody asked Clay when that happened, and he's like, I, I forget what he responded. He's like, Hey, hey, it's whatever. It's whatever. Essentially, and then now when it happens to his teammate, he he cares. No, it like like that's that's so soft. Like I understand that players want to be protected, and like hundred percent agree with that. You'd be dumb not to agree with that. But that's what fans are for. Like fans are there to share their opinions. They're there to be like. Like it's it's a lot of toxicity. Yeah, and, like it no. just is. Like, especially in Boston. Especially in Boston. Especially in Philadelphia. Especially in New York. Yeah. You got those hardcore fans. Hell, the Riders. I mean, the Riders like morally don't have the best fans all the no. time, and it's just like, I I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just what sports are. You have to understand that people have a passion for this, kind of like you do as a player, but as a fan. I don't know. I just I I really dislike that clip, um, and yeah, yeah. Clay, like, grow a pair. Like, you're 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 a grow you're you're a grown ass man. I know. Focus on winning the next game here. Yeah, man. and Draymond, stop promoting your goddamn podcast. Promote ours instead. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Warriors, step it up. Warriors, Celtics, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm. I'm. First of all, I'm rooting for the. I'm rooting for the Celtics. Uh, I mean, Let's go Al Horford. I, I, I really want him to get a ring. He doesn't. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have one. Nope. That's the biggest fuck you to Philadelphia fans too. Hey. Oh, I know, isn't that it? That whole Al Horford situation. I know. Well, like, yeah, because he's proven to be like such a valuable player on the court in like the Miami series and the Warriors series, mm. every series. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to NHL. We have we have the Avs advance, advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Tampa Bay just took a three to two lead over the New York Rangers and is going to have uh, 
they're going to have home ice adv- uh, advantage for this next game. So it was a huge pivotal game five, and uh, Tampa Bay took it. Um, I believe it was Mikhail Sergachev uh, that scored the game winning goal um, f- from the de- defense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, Colorado just kind of dominated uh, Edmonton. They did. They Edmonton did. made it close at the very end. Uh, super nice tip and uh, put in goal. Yeah, I mean, at least Edmonton made it close, got it to overtime. Mm-hmm. Mike, I, Mike Smith needs to retire. Yes, he does. Yeah, like um, he's just the yeah. butt end of every single Edmonton joke at this point. Well, I know it's. I know. I. Uh, I know. I, I like Mike Smith, uh, and I liked him when he was on the Flames. It's actually how I... Because I, I, I kind of have a soft spot for him. Yeah. Because was he the one like who replaced Kippersoff? Like, right? I, I, it was a while ago. I, I doubt it. But. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think I got... like I think I st- kind of stopped watching hockey when Kippersoff stopped playing, and then Mike Smith picked it up, and then I remember turning on a game, and Mike Smith was electric, and I always had a soft spot for him. And um, you know, Oilers kind of this season they were my number two team. Uh, I know, you know, that, that I know, is very weird, man. I know, I'm no, not I know. Say it. I mean, uh, you I should not say that. No, I won't. I won't say that to anyone who we, can punch me in the face. We might need to cut that out. Jesus, <laughs> I know. Um, but I mean, like, because both Alberta teams they're so close to home for me, and uh, it just at this point it's just kind of like I just want Canada to win. I want Canada to win one. Yeah. Um, how long has it been since Canada won? Oh, don't ask. That was one of our trivia questions <laughs> from last oh, last God. trivia episode. Um, we got to do another one of those. Yeah, those were fun. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I just Mike Smith needs to retire. I have a soft spot for him. I really thought he might pull it together in the playoffs. But to be fair. It's hard to pull it together against Cal McCarr, against Kadri, against Lanskog, against McKinnon, against uh, Rantanen. Like, it's like when you're playing those guys, your position as a goalie is tough. Yeah. I mean, he just had a hot head. And as a goalie, especially in the playoffs, he needed to be cool and calm. Like, yeah, he threw a stick. Or no, he broke his stick. Broke his stick. He threw a stick in, in a game when he was with Calgary, actually, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, he's just kind of a mess. Thirty, I believe he's 39, so he's just got to kind of hang up the hang up the skates. But, I mean, New York uh, kind of, you know, that was a super close game, too, until, you know, Sergeyev's goal. Oh, my God. Mike Smith does not look very good. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he was with Arizona for a long time because I remember they beat Nashville in the playoffs when I was younger, and I was just... He looks like a hockey player, though. He looks like knockoff Jagger. I mean, yeah. How old is he? Um, Actually, that's a good question. I don't even know how old he is. But, yeah, he just... Doesn't matter. Yeah, he just needs to retire. Um, He's 40. Oh, he is 40. Just, just turned 40. Um. Yeah, he just needs to retire. But in that other series, I mean, I think Tampa Bay is the better team. They, they've come back. They're down 2-0. They're now 3-2. I as well think Tampa Bay is the better team. Um, but it, it, it's it's all it's, it's all about matchups. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all about how teams fare. And like, I think I think the Rangers, um, I think they can definitely win. But uh, it's gonna be tough. They're it's, going, it's gonna be tough. They're going. They're going into Tampa Bay. So. Yeah. I mean that was a very important game five for them, and they lost it. it. They lost basically home ice advantage. Wasn't there a huge uh, whiff on the? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Ryan Strom kind of whiffed yeah. on it. Um, 
I forget who. I think it was cop past him. Mm. He could have shot it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you saw the viral video, but some Tam- uh, New York Ranger fan absolutely sucker punched a Tampa Bay fan. Really? And absolutely knocked him out. <laughs> oh shit! And he's been banned from M- MSG for life now. See, see, that is when you respond with "Keep a class in New York." Yeah. Like yeah. not when people are like. Ugh. Fuck Stam Coast. Yeah. Like it's like that's not when you look keep it classy. It's when a guy. <laughs> no, I, I want to find this video because it was absolutely dirty. I think the Tampa Bay guy was chirping him, and he just turns around and it's a left punch from I don't know from the nosebleeds of fucking MSG. It just yeah. bam. But uh, it's been a I I've really enjoyed the Rangers and Lightning series, and I think it's been interesting for the amount of star power and goals that have been scored with the two best uh, goalies in the league in yeah. that uh, with Vasilevsky and Igor. I'm not even tr- going to try to pronounce his last name. It's just Dershkin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there have been more goals than 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 I would have thought. But I mean. I mean, look at the nothing compares to the Battle of Alberta goals, the yeah, nine to six geez. game. That was ridiculous. I would have loved to be at that game. That that would have been a great game to go to. Yeah. Um, but is that all that we got for the for the playoffs at the moment? Yeah, uh, and then just other hockey and basketball news. Yeah, we got uh, Quinn Snyder, the Jazz, stepping down. Like yeah. stepping down because he Quinn, Quinn Snyder's not going to get fired. He's he's too good of a coach. He's going to get a head head coaching job somewhere. And uh, I think this is the first nail in the coffin for this Jazz team. I think they're going to blow it up. I think Mitchell's going to go to the Heat. I think um, I think Gobert's going to go to the Raptors. Like I think this team's going to blow up. And I think they're going to start from scratch again because this dynamic, this team clearly is not working. Um, oh, and the, actually, the assistant for Miami... Uh, um, Quinn Chris Chris Quinn something like that I can't remember uh, he's been with the team for a while and I think he just got a job in Portland so shout out to him oh nice he's a great coach and uh, we got Bruce Cassidy coming up oh is this the is this the video yeah, yeah here's the video <laughs> uh, hopefully you can see oh come on New York Post they didn't show it brutal <laughs> It just got Rick rolled. <laughs> That's brutal. It cut off immediately. No way. Damn. Oh, damn it, New York Post. Damn it, New York Post. Okay, well, we may let's just cut this off. <laughs> All right, Zach, you found it. Yeah, we found it. Okay, so here it is. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was so vicious. He's down. He is down. He is out. down. Oh my god! Replay that. Replay that. That was that was Mike Tyson level. Look at him. He just turned around. He just he just had enough of it. Oh my god! What an was that a left hook? Yeah, that left, was a left hook. Left hook. He just he's getting shit talked. He has enough of it. And look at look at he loads up, he Dude, loads he up gets, slow motion. He gets that pow- <laughs> he gets the power in that back foot. He, yeah, he releases it and damn, unloads on the drunk lightning fan. And look at that, and he just drops instantly. He's he not done. No, and he he's hits done. The head. Nah, yeah, he's done. I mean, 
and then they, he throws a towel. The new, other New York Ranger fans trying to wake him up, trying to help him. Yeah, but it's kind of okay. But like one thing, I, I don't disagree that that this guy should be. Um, oh look at he's still out. We fast forward. He's still out. I don't. Where, why is the security an old bat, bald man? Why is this guy on the case, dude? They, they, why is this? Look at him. He's on the case. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Damn. Okay. So like, I don't, I don't disagree with the fact that that guy should be banned um, for life from MSG. Like, to- totally agree with that. But I'm just saying, when you're talking, when, when you when you're shit talking a fan in their own stadium as they're leaving, probably yeah. a couple of drinks in you. Yeah. What do you expect to happen? What do you, you, well, he just got suckered. He is that. He is not like, moving. Look at that. He is not. Where, where's the fan? Where's the fan? Like, oh, he, he just, took off. He all. just he, took he, off. He took off. Yeah. I mean, we're wearing headphones watching this video, but like I listened to it with like the he his head hits the concrete pretty hard too, like and like you can hear a pop. What jersey is he wearing? Uh, Panarin. Oh yeah, is that, okay. is that number ten? Yeah, it is. That makes sense. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, well, <laughs> Shit. Back, back to Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was unhappy too, and says he might want to leave. The he, jazz, so he feels quote unquote unsettled and unnerved by the departure yeah, of so, Quinn Snyder. I mean, uh, so if, I don't, I don't know. That, I think you got to blow it up. I, guess. I think so. Create too. a new culture there. In, There's uh, no Utah. culture in Utah. They need to move the team or change the name from the Jazz. <laughs> Stop. Why is the team in Utah called the Jazz? That it, There's got to be some history there. It, it's it's like it's like if a Milwaukee team was called the Marlins. It's like if the Brewers and Marlins switch names. It's like what, what, are you, what, what, what in God's name are you doing, my guy? Stop with these weird names and change it to like the the Utah Salts or some shit for the lake. I don't know, but but, but no, don't do that, Utah. <laughs> don't don't change it to Salts. Um, Bruce Cassidy also got let go by the Boston Bruins. Wild. I don't know why they did that. I mean, wasn't Bruce Cassidy's fault for? The poor management job. I think all Boston fans agree, just based on reading up on it. Really weird. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, I mean, I think they just won 50 games this past season. I mean, like, super weird. Don't understand it unless they know something we don't and they're rebuilding and wanted a a fresh start. But even then, so I would rather have Bruce Cassidy than, um, like, most guys yeah, yeah like, honestly literally i'd only have like i'd only take a handful of guys i'd rather have coach my team than him so and it came out of left field too because they told bruce cassidy in his exit meeting he was safe essentially and they just oh, fired him that's always that's always so scummy yeah i, I think that's kind of like what toronto did to demar a little bit and you were like, yeah, you're fine. And he was like, no, we got Kawhi for you. Which and we I, won a championship. So. I, mean, I mean, I don't think any – I think even DeMar DeRozan was like, damn, if you can get Kawhi for me, that's fine. I, I understand. Yeah. Probably feel good about himself. I'm like, oh, sweet. I mean, honestly, if, if anything, that, that's just a confidence boost. But then Portal turned out to be kind of a – Yeah, I like uh, Jakob Portal, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, So we got we to gotta kind of speed run through these because there's a lot to talk about. We got the Blue Jays, we got the MLB, and uh, we got them calling up uh, Gabriel Moreno, um, number number four prospect in the MLB, mm-hmm. twenty two year old catcher, 
Zach, give me a, uh, I think, like, uh, what do you think is going to happen with this kid? So, essentially, I don't know how much he's going to play. Um, Alejandro Kirk is going to be an all-star. And, like, specifically right now, he's on a really good streak. Oh, my God, yes. Unbelievable. The guy's built like a, a meatball. He's like... <laughs> That's not that's not very that's not a very flattering thing to say, Zach. <laughs> well look at look at him. He's, okay, actually I wanna He's okay. like five foot eight and like two hundred and eighty <laughs> pounds. He's huge. What's his full name again? Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro. Yeah, right there. But oh, I see. He he's been on a roll. He's batting above three hundred. He's Homering. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Can't tell oh, okay. Me he doesn't oh, that's look fair. Like a meatball. That's fair. Okay. Well, look, <laughs> look, look at this photo. Look at that photo. He looks. He looks like. He looks like an extended meatball. <laughs> but back to Gabriel. Look at him running. Yeah. No. Dude, that um, looks like me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's the number four prospect in baseball. Mm-hmm. Not sure how much playing time. But I was telling you, Max, it's a weird situation to be for the Blue Jays because. Yeah. You have this young stud. He's your top prospect, number four in the all the majors. He's 22. You got Kirk. He's established. He's going to be an all-star. He's only 23. Something needs to give. You you already have yeah. the vet, Danny Jansen. Jansen has actually been batting excellently, and he's an excellent defensive catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I I specifically like Danny Jansen. Uh, so you have three guys now. Danny like, Jansen like is hurt. Th- yeah, three good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a tough pick. And and, it's, and if you have Jansen, gamble. Yeah, if you have Jansen playing, you can put Kirk at the DH, right? Because of his bat. So it, it's a weird situation, and my hypothesis is that they're going to trade either Moreno or Kirk come the trade deadline, and I think it's going to be Moreno. I, I, I would see it being Moreno. Um, but the my only thing, uh. And I think they trade him for an arm, a pitcher. Yep. Either an elite bullpen guy or starter. I yep. mean, he he's gonna he's gonna bring in a pretty big haul too. Definitely. Uh I know, and it's a it's a it's a difficult choice, I think, to know because I think this is like a sports philosophy, right? It's like a, you have one guy who's 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 been doing great. He's like an all star. He's like. He's one of the best catchers in the league. And then you got this kid coming up who could be the best catcher in the league. And he can have a great... I mean, his power has been in question. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like his bat's there. Like, his offense is there. His defense is there. Like He's versatile. He's, he can play the infield, too. Yeah. And uh, I think it's... You know, like, do you trade the guy who uh, who is already a pretty good star and you know you can get trade value for? Or do you trade the guy who you might regret trading yeah. in 10 years... But you might get better value for him because he's younger. So you never know. Yes, it's, it's who do uh, you? So do you do you want them to trade Moreno or do you want them to trade Kirk? Uh, I, it's tough. I'd, I, in a perfect world, I'd like to see them both there and Danny yeah. Jansen there. <laughs> oh, but yeah. that's, it's just I, it's not going to happen. Can't I mean, work. Kirk is only twenty three though. Like, yeah. if, he if, is if, he is young. If Kirk was twenty six, yeah, trade Kirk. But Moreno's only 22, Kirk's 23, so it's a weird situation for yep. the Blue Jays. And maybe maybe they don't trade anybody. 
maybe they knows? don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe they just trust everybody. That maybe they trade other prospects. Maybe other they player, try to transition players. Moreno. You know, you never know. Um, but I actually I like what you said about keeping uh, Jansen and Moreno because I. I, I do really like Jansen. I want him to stay on the team, and I think he definitely will. But then I think putting Kirk as uh, as the DH, I think that's a really good idea because he, he has a good bat. Mm-hmm. He brings some pop. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see. It's exciting for the Blue Jays. I mean, we had Nate Pearson, who was highly touted, but he's, he's kind of struggled with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see him get healthy for next year and be that yeah. number five guy in the rotation. Or Yeah, I, I'd love to see him guy just throws absolute heat um was the blue jays top prospect for like three plus years and mm-hmm. just kind of battling the injury bug but uh yeah no it'll be interesting the blue jays are uh still are still pretty hot um in a fight in the al central or oh my god al east i want to say al central <laughs> al east um yeah i mean Interesting to see what happens. Other yep. baseball news: the Angels finally snapped their their streak. Um, was it fourteen games? I believe it was fourteen. It's insane. Um, finally beat Boston. They tried everything in the book. They fired Joe Madden. Which I I like that. I think like when you have that much power or that much star power with with Mike Trout and Otani, and you lose fourteen straight. Yeah, I mean uh, they had. Trout, Otani, Rendon, Syndergaard, Jared Walsh, who's having another phenomenal season. Um, uh, they they have to have other guys. Reed, um, Reed Demers, I'm pretty sure, is on that team too. A top pitching prospect. Yeah, I mean the the talent is there. I really thought we were going to see a new Angels team at the start of the season, and then they go on this huge losing streak, all because of the Blue Jays. Too. The Blue Jays started that streak. Same old Angels. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Angels. I like all their like. I'm not a fan per se, but my cousin's a huge Angels fan. He watches every game. I love Mike Trout. I wa- I love Shohei. I love Noah Syndergaard. I love watching Jared Walsh recently. Yep, he was on my fantasy baseball team last year, and he was absolutely electric for me. Yeah, hopefully they they get back in track. They did. They tried to. Uh, to break the curse, they tried to. Uh, all their players walked out to Nickelback too, oh but that that didn't break it. No, it didn't. No, because it's Nickelback. Why hey. are you walking out to Nickelback? I'm still confused. Like, was that an inside joke thing? Like, I don't know. I I I'm, I don't understand why Nickelback of all of all songs. Yeah. Look at this photograph. Yeah, they got some bangers though. They're not very good, but they got a few bangers that everyone that everyone kind of likes. The pride of Hannah, Alberta. Stop! I actually I, I went to Hannah, and uh, you, well you you drive past Hannah all the time, and it's just home of Nickelback. That's all you see because the town actually sucks. I'm sorry if you live in Hannah, but Hannah sucks. It's it's oh oh I I I got I got a strong dislike towards Hannah. Not the people of Hannah, but the town of Hannah. <laughs> And uh, I was like, like everywhere you go, it's like home of Nickelback, home of Nickelback, home of Nickelback. And it's just like, maybe stop. Maybe just stop promoting that when they're not very well liked. Yeah. Oh, Hannah. Sorry. <laughs> um, in more news, I uh, NFL. Yeah, we got some extensions in the NFL. A lot of extensions. Some key extensions. We got uh, two of the, the 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 best defensive player on the Super Bowl winning team, the best offensive player on the Super Bowl winning team, both coming back. 
Aaron Donald was a big question mark uh, up in the air. Yeah, he, and might, then, he was saying he might retire, he well, might do this, he might do that. Even that he's coming back, like his passion is kind of in question again. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, his energy because if you're like, if you're debating, you're like, I got nothing else to prove. And you're like, yeah, I'll just come back though. Even though you might still want to win, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't it know. It affects your play, yeah, for It sure. does. And uh, Cooper Cups, Cup. Cups back. How much How much did uh, did Cooper Cup get? Uh, Three-year. Um, Was it 90 million? I want to say, yeah, 80 or 90. I would assume 90 because uh, it's a bigger number. Three-year, 80 million. Oh, yeah. I was right, 80 million. Um, well, Don- I mean, and deserved. Then, yeah, and then Aaron Donald's contract's kind of weird. I don't really understand it at all. So Yeah, um, he'll, he'll be playing under a three-year, $95 million contract through 2024. Yeah. But there's like a whole bunch of weird money. Uh, though language in the contract allows him to simply walk away after 2023 or choose to play for a guaranteed 30 million in 2024. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like weird. the highest play, uh, paid defense player ever. Rams, I'm not sure where where this money is coming from, but fuck, uh, fuck the picks. Yeah, Hunter Renfro <laughs> got signed to a two-year, 32 million dollar contract. Yeah, uh, Devonte Adams, Derek Carr. Um and Max Crosby made sure that Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller got paid. Yeah, which I thought was cool. That Raiders team will actually be decent. Ooh, I mean, they're gonna I, make some noise. I know the AFC West scares me. Oh, it I really would, scares man, me. Man, I would hate to be in the AFC West right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like the the North, the North is a toss up, man. I mean, the Bengals might have it locked up. I'd but really love to be in the AFC. South right now. I would love to be in the. I'd love to be in the NFC East right now. I'd love to be in the NFC East for the past five years because yeah. it's been a joke. It's, like it's easy. Oh playoffs. my god, the Commanders made the playoffs like that's <laughs> with Taylor Heineke and as Heineke, their quarterback. Taylor Heineke almost beat Tampa Bay oh too. Oh my god. Oh. But uh, but yeah, not 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 too much NFL news. Just some key extensions for some teams. Yeah, big extensions. Um, you know, we, we we don't we don't normally touch on on too many other sports, but Rafael Nadal won the French Open. Um, in my opinion, the second greatest tennis player of all time, third behind Serena Williams, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, Who's number one? Federer. Federer. It's Ro- Ro- Roger Federer is the best tennis player who's ever lived, and then it's Serena Williams, and then I'll go Nadal. Um. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about tennis. That's off the top of my head. I'm not basing that on facts. I'm basing that off what I've just seen. We're talking about would you rather watch golf or tennis. Max would rather watch tennis. Yep. I would rather watch golf. Actually, interesting in golf. I mean, I don't know much about this. So I'd have to research. But, like, I believe it's a Saudi Arabia company is paying some, like, they're, they're poaching, like, some players from the PGA Tour and making their own tour. Really? Yeah, and they're paying them like two hundred million dollars. Well, like they can afford it though. Yeah, That's a and thing. like they offered like Phil Mickelson, but oh. like the thing is, they there's the players are like allowed to go play like the the Masters, the U.S. Open, like all the big big events. I'm I'm oh, yeah? forgetting what they're called. Um, like jeez, like the major the major four events. Yeah. Um, I I I could not tell you I, off the top. Of I my forget head. what it's called. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah, golf fans know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, so I mean, I would like I'm I'm interested to see what what's going to happen. I forget what the company is called. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting um, to see how yeah. that affects golf. That's kind of cool though. And it's like just... it's it's a different atmosphere. Like they're playing like 
noise. Like they're playing like music. Nice. I like yeah. that. Get some. I, uh, I wouldn't as a golfer. No, not as a golfer, but as a fan. Okay, here it is. The <laughs> LIV Golf Saudia back golf tour lures PGA pros, but backlash lands them in the rough. It. it somebody compared it to what was what was that uh, music festival? Firefest. Uh, uh, Burning Man. No. It was definitely not Burning. I think it was called Firefest. Oh, you're talking about um yeah, right. Um you mean like F Y R E? Yeah. Yeah, there was like a documentary on Netflix about it yeah, that I saw. Yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah. But fuck the, fuck that guy. But that they guy were saying this, th- that's like essentially what the golf league is. That's not a good comparison. No, okay. That's what I saw. So I'm very interested to see how Interesting. this impacts golf. Yeah. Um But I I I think Dustin Johnson was competing. Oh yeah. Um, I know some golfers' names. Like if if you say them to me, yeah, uh, I know uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter's <laughs> husband. I thought, I thought you were saying Wayne Gretzky is like a golfer. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, what? Paulina's husband, Dustin Johnson. Um, oh, is Dustin Johnson married to Gretzky's daughter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, did not know that. So Zach, yeah, to wrap up this episode, please. U- UFC twenty five is when. UFC two seventy five. Tuesday by was one Zach. It is tomorrow. All right. And by the time we release it, it will be that night. Yep. So So Zach, I want I want I want to hear some of your picks, some of your dark horses to win, and just your overall predictions and preview of UFC two seventy five. Well, I'm just gonna say I'm sorry to the people of Singapore. <laughs> yeah, right. This is um it's it's very odd because usually the if people don't know UFC two seventy five is gonna be in Singapore, um, they just did the official weigh-ins this morning, but usually when they do an event in like an Asian country or or European country, they they adjust uh, the time for the 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 American North American viewers. So when Habib fought his last fight against Justin Gaethje, it was like at 11 a.m. So it was like prime television for like the Russian population, essentially, and the European population. Right. And they got lots of viewers because of that. But the American viewership had to wake up at like 7 a.m. to watch the card. (laughs) So they usually adjust it to fit the European country, right? Yeah. And... um, they just didn't do that for the the, the people of Singapore. So um, it's well, going. Does Singapore have a large UFC fan base? I'm not sure, but the UFC is just wanting to expand expand into Asia. Well, I'm sure they do because it's it's, it's going to be big cheap. market. Well, it's going it's to be cheap as hell too. It's going to be much cheaper than throwing a fight at MSG. Yeah, and um, they're expanding into Paris. We've mentioned for the first time um, in a couple of months. They're going to Paris, France. But uh, the people of Singapore... Not, they, not Paris, Texas? No. No, oh, okay. The people of Singapore have to wake up. I believe I don't know when the card starts, but I know the main card, I believe, starts at 2 a.m. local time. Good Lord. In Singapore. That's, that's insane. Like, I, I, <laughs> it, like, maybe if it was the NBA Finals, I'd go at, like, 2 a.m., but... Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's insane. And um, so it's normal time here. Like, the main card starts at, like, 8 p.m. our time. So, it's nice for us, but the poor people of Singapore <laughs> might be asleep. If yeah. there's a, if there's a snooze fest, I mean, some, I mean, I mentioned it the last time. Ro- Rose and uh, Carla Esparza fought, fought. That was the first time I almost 
fell asleep during a fight. Oh, wow. And, like, if I was in the crowd 2 a.m., I am passed out at that point. Probably. So, um, that'll be interesting, but it's it's headlined by uh, Glover Teixeira. I always I can't pronounce his last name. Glover. <laughs> the four, the oldest champion in U- UFC history. Or, or second oldest, I think, actually. For, uh, oldest first-time champion, though. Um, he's defending his belt against 28-year-old Czech Republic superstar Yuri Prohaska. Sorry, how old is uh, Glover? 42. Oh, that's pretty old. Yeah, so oh. that's a pretty big age difference, 42 compared to 28. Yuri is the 2-1 to one favorite. Um, young stud, lots of finishing power. Um, he's only fought in the UFC twice, but uh, big knockouts over Volkan Uzdemir and uh, the spinning back, uh, the spinning elbow to Dominic Reyes kind of put him on the map. Um, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Um, I would almost want to bet money that it does not go to a decision. These are two finishers. And, uh, yeah, either Glover gets the takedown and uh, grapples or... Yuri unfortunately knocks out Glover, so that's that's how I see it going. My official pick would be Yuri by a knockout and probably round one or two. Um, Valentina Shevchenko is back against Talia Santos. Um, get this, Max. Yeah. Valentina Shevchenko is only a six to one on er. Oh my God. Okay, let me rephrase this. She's minus six hundred. Oh, okay. So she she's the six to one favorite, right? And uh, this is the closest she's ever been uh, betting betting wise. She's this is the smallest favorite she's been as a champion. Really? Let that sink in. And she's a six. She's a she's a minus six hundred favorite. Good so, lord! I don't I don't know a lot about fighting, but I know something about betting. Yeah, and that is. Good crazy. lord, man! And Talia Santos is that is a stud. Like she's super, super good. She'd be a champion if Valentina wasn't here. Twenty mm-hmm. eight year old uh, Brazilian lost her UFC debut. Hasn't lost a round since. Really well rounded fighter. We'll give uh, Valentina a test, I believe, and uh, we'll make it a dog fight. And but uh, you gotta go Valentina here. I mean, you can't yeah. bet against her. Other fights on the card. Uh, Joanna in Jacek makes her return after two years uh, rematching Zhang Weili. First fight was before COVID, right before COVID. Best women's MMA fight ever. Really? And they're rematching. Damn. So that will be very excited. Um, Manal Kopp versus uh, Rogerio Bontarin. Unfortunately, he got removed. Bontarine, uh was like 4.5 pounds over. Had to go to the hospital because his liver's or liver wasn't functioning. So wow, yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, so that that fight obviously got removed. But uh, actually, I saw I saw a clip of a box. I know this is, this is boxing, not UFC. But he uh, actually a, a South African boxer oh, actually, yeah. uh, passed away mm-hmm. yesterday, and it was a video of him. And he had he had a he had cl- clearly something wasn't right because he was fighting. I, I'm not sure who his opponent was, 
but his opponent was was in the corner, and he went to the exact opposite corner started, and started to just punch the air. Sh- yeah, shadow boxing basically. Yeah. Another corner. And um, the ref stopped it, and uh, l- l- very like luckily the, the the other boxer didn't just like absolutely end him or anything. Is he? You could tell something was up. But he died in the hospital. But he died in the hospital. Yeah. Um. So that was that was sad, and uh, and it's a so. It's crazy to think boxing is more dangerous than MMA. I know, right? It doesn't make any sense to me. It, but. it makes no sense to me either. But I think I feel like maybe it's just so many like jabs. Boxing, yeah. yeah, it's like it's so much contact to the head. Mm-hmm. Where in UFC, if you get one really good punch to the head, yeah. you're done. I mean, yeah, UFC is like one punch, you can be knocked out, and then you can be back, basically. Yeah. The next week, because it's only one punch, but boxing, it's continuously. Yeah, exactly. And you don't see those big one punch knockouts, so that's probably it. My guess, but back to UFC, two, two seventy five. My guy Brendan Allen is back. DM'd me on Instagram. DM'd me back and forth. So I'm watching him. Come watch that on TSN. Is he Canadian? No, he's oh. from Louisiana. Oh, that's interesting. That's just weird. You're yeah, DMing a no. guy that's not Canadian because yeah, you're no. all about that Canadian I life. I I will not lie. I bet money on Mr. Brendan Allen. Nice. Lots of times, and he's won four to five times. So, damn. Might need to throw some change on uh, Mr. Brendan All In Allen. Um, that's a that's a good that's a good nickname actually. All In Allen. Yeah, he's, I like. I, that. I mentioned he's a blue chip prospect. He's a young guy fighting at my favorite gym in the world, Sanford MMA. He's a stud. Um, another guy, um, Jack Della Madalena, absolute stud from Australia. He's going to be fighting a Russian fighter that's looking to take him down. Hopefully Jack has good takedown defense and, uh, Jack has excellent boxing. So if he keeps it standing, I see a knockout there. Jake Matthews fights Andre Fialo. Dana White has been sucking Andre Fialo's dick. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Every interview yeah. I watch, it's like, oh, my God, I love Andre Fialo. This guy's so good. Yeah, well, the story is Fialo made his debut on short notice against a top guy, lost, put up a great fight, then asked Dana to fight again, knockout, then burst uh, or won again literally like two months later. And uh, he's he's competing in his fourth fight of the year, and what, what we're in early June. He's fought four times already. He's wow. going to fight four times already. And uh, after the last, when he like burst into Dana's office and was like, "Give me a fight next next month," and Dana's like, "Oh yes, Andre, I will do that." <laughs> and so but he's first have some of my complimentary alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, have some Howlerhead. Howlerhead, thank you. What is, is that a liquor? A banana whiskey. Yeah, oh, it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe banana rum. I don't drink. Banana, so I, banana rum would be better than banana whiskey. Yeah, I don't drink. I don't I don't know what Howlerhead is, but uh exactly. he, he's he's fighting Jake Matthews. Get this. Jake Matthews is 27. He's been in the UFC since he was 19. That is wow. crazy. Almost um, almost a decade in. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeez. So that will be a good fight. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Another, thank God I don't have to wake up at <laughs> 7 in the morning to watch the card. Yeah. Thank you to the poor people of Singapore for suffering <laughs> for so, me. Sorry about that. Sorry about having it at 2 a.m. But uh, 
no. Sorry, and I just I have to say we I didn't I didn't touch on this when we were at CFL. The CFL's TSN top fifty list makes me want to cry. It is, it's so bad. I know you love William Standback, Zach. <laughs> top I, three player in the league. He is not. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is not. He. Oh my god. He. Max, get oh this. Oh my god. He was the he was the leading rusher and missed three games last year. No, he's great. He's the, he's the best running back in the league. I you cannot tell me that William Standback is better than Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi has been hurt and looked horrible last I, year. I don't care. I don't. I, I. But best player, I'm still taking Bo Levi over him. I'm taking Cody over William Standback. I'm. I. I. I, I just am. I don't know how Jake Winicky was that high up. I oh love, I love me God. some. I love me some Jake Winicky, but I. He was like the second ranked receiver or oh third ranked God. receiver. I was like, what? That, oh my. That was painful. Who else? Jo- was, what about Jordan Williams? Where was he ranked? Like 39. That's too high. I'm sorry. It's too high. I, mean, I just, yeah. I just, oh my God. I couldn't. The Bombers, I understand that they have some great players, but it was the Bombers list with a few Hamilton and Ryder sprinkled in there. Oh my God. I, I, I. I, I talk I, about rants, Zach. I could go on a rant about that list. Well, you want It shows how much they care because they put Darnell Sankey as a uh, Calgary Stampeder. That was gross. And didn't change it to Ryder. So. Yeah, no. That, like that, I actually had to recuperate from that because I was like, yeah, T- you know, T- TSN no- knows what they're doing. You know, but that- that's not TS. Not all TSNs though, is because it's like. Three Down Nation voted on it. Oh, Media it a, members voted on it. Oh, I believe, was it a collaboration? I believe players vote on it, too. Oh, I so see. It's, yeah. It was just displayed on TSN. Yeah. I see, I see. It's TSN's well, still, list. Then still, I don't care. Oh, that was, oh, that was painful. I, li- <laughs> I, I liked Will, Will, Willie Jefferson at number two, though. I yeah. Th- I, I, th- I thought that was well-deserved. Like, I didn't really have a big issue with the top ten other than standback. Um... Man, I man. Speedy Banks was not on the list. Yeah. He wasn't. How how does that happen? He was like, an MVP like how, three years ago. How does that happen? Not top fifty? I thought like when 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 you sent that to me, I was like, no, I thought I saw him at like nine or something. Nope. Just nope. I mean, he hasn't had the best couple oh. of seasons, but you could still slide him I, in I, at fifty I, at 50. least. No, I I, I... Yeah. <sighs> that was that was that was a painful hour of seeing that. Did Jalen Acton get on the list? No. Fucking <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Jalen Acklin, you need to you need to show him what what's up and get a thousand be be, be the next Kenny Lawler, please. I mean there was no rec- there Kenny Lawler was the only receiver above one thousand yards last year. Now nah, that's true. That's crazy. No, I know. But uh, Jalen, I think he was close to 800. I think he was like 760 or something. Yeah, but he was in more of a blocking role there exactly. with Hamilton. Yeah. So. Well, he is. Yeah, he, I, I really like Jalen Acklin. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not just saying that because he was on the pod. I mean, I partially am because I wouldn't be paying this much attention to him if he wasn't. <laughs> but he's a great blocking wide receiver. He has great route running, hands, the attitude, speed. Like, he's a, he's a really good player. And he fit him into almost any system, and I guarantee you he'll thrive. He's back with Jeremiah. CFL, mic that guy up, too. Please. Jalen Acklin deserves it. All right, Zach. Is there anything else that you want to add on to the episode? No. I just got to throw this in there. Brendan Allen, make me some.
tonight. Nice. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 25. We will see you next week.